Hello, my fellow roadies. This is Aubrey. Starting the new year is often associated with two things. One, a fresh start, clean slate, and two, ways to improve oneself. In the spirit of self-development, I am extremely excited to share with you the Road to Rediscovery Wellness Alignment eBook series. The three-part series talks about ordinary practices that support your wellness, your physical and mental state, and serve as an anchor for pursuing your desired self-improvements, such as finances, relationships, career, and more. The Wellness Alignment Series is available at roadtorediscovery.com shop, as well as Amazon. I truly hope you find these short reads valuable for personal development, and please feel free to share with anyone you feel this could help. Thanks so much for your continued support. In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to The Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on past life lessons to learn and grow from them and to take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. Abandonment, neglect, abuse, being written off and denied. As human beings, we wouldn't want a single one of those words associated with our lives. But, but, what if you had an upbringing where all of these words apply to your life every day? How would you feel about yourself? Where would you find the tools to have a better life? Who can you turn to for assurance and support? And by the way, this is your way of life from the very beginning, before you can walk, go to school, or even drive. My special guest has lived this very existence, abandoned by her white mother after her family discovered the father was black, enduring emotional and physical abuse, being biracial growing up in the ghettos of Newark, getting moved from one dysfunctional family and home to another, receiving abuse from all angles of work and school alike. She started to learn about martial arts to protect herself. Well. From this point in her journey, she's learned how to protect herself and so much more. She's here to tell you all about it. Let's welcome Cece Owen. Hey, Cece, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, no, absolutely. We are honored to have you here, uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to share your journey, your insights that you've learned on the journey. Uh, with the listeners. So, uh, you know, after that intro, uh, and it was going through my head as I was reading it, there's a lot to unpack here, okay? <laughs> and, 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 and normally, normally, uh, one of my first questions to my guests is, uh, so tell us where you're from and how your upbringing was. Well, I think that's pretty <laughs> obvious right now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we'll dig more into detail of that so you can paint that picture for the listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, but to start okay. us off, to start us off, um, I want to I want to ask: When did you find or discover or learn that you were you were abandoned at childbirth or at a young age? 
Well, that came at a time where I believe it was when the sperm donor, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my father. Right, right. I call him that because he doesn't deserve to be called father, yeah. even though I've forgiven him. Mm -hmm. But um, when he dropped me off and I thought I was going to be living with him mm -hmm. and he disappeared. He just vanished. Wow. And as the trials and tribulations that was going on in that household, mm -hmm. as a young child, you are wondering, when are you going to be saved? Right. Who's going mm -hmm. to save you? When is he coming back? When is he going to take you away from all this? Right. And, and you're hoping for that. And you know, you're crying and, and you're hoping and you're wishing. And then it never happens. <laughs> My goodness. At least for a long time. Right. You know? Right. How old were you? I was around nine, nine, ten years wow. old. My goodness. My goodness. All right. So with that said, let's do a little more drilling into your experiences as a child growing up uh, in, in Newark. We'll, we'll say from nine o'clock or from nine o'clock, from age nine. <laughs> on. You can tell I'm so time oriented, right? It's nine o'clock, five o'clock, five o'clock. <laughs> uh, just kidding. But um, but yeah, from age nine, you know, like let's say on to maybe um, high school, you know, um, what was what was life like on the streets, going from home to home? I mean, can you just kind of kind of tell that story for us? Wow. Wow. I say wow because mm -hmm. even right now in my prayers, mm -hmm. I know there's a little boy or a little girl out there mm -hmm. that is sleeping in somebody's abandoned building, someone's car, mm -hmm. someone that's trying to hide from the elements. And when you're up north, you know it gets cold, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm from Cincinnati. So, yeah, it, it gets cold. Yeah. And I have slept in cars that friends allowed me to sleep in, but I had to be out before their parents was going to work. Right, right. And I didn't know metal can get so cold. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, I did not know that, but mm. it was it was very difficult because as a child, you're looking for a rescue. Right. Right. You're looking for someone to come and, and save you. And that alone can develop in your years of life as you grow and develop. Sure, sure. And then you get the painting of, well, no one wants me. Self-pity, low self-esteem, latching on to people, trying to get people to love you. Right. People, kids want a family environment. It's innate right. in us. It's right. how we are. Right. Children yeah. want boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and and they need and they need that parent or parents uh, to count on. Yes. I mean, just 
if if not the basic provisionary things such as shelter and clothing and food yes. um, definitely for you know guidance protection right? and protection absolutely but, yeah because you're you, looking for that and you can't yeah, and you don't have it because i'm looking for that superman superwoman as a parent that will protect me and guide me and mm-hmm. and love me you know mm-hmm. and and i was a very timid child Right. That's that's even the worst part. But, mm. you know, the thing is, adults like to play games with children. Yeah. If the mother and the father are having issues in their adult life, mm-hmm. the child is affected. You know, oh, absolutely. a lot of times. Absolutely. More, more than a lot of parents know. Right. So, you know, the woman who I thought was my mother mm-hmm. said, well, this man, the sperm donor, mm-hmm. he's a cheater, he's a liar, he's not dependable, and he doesn't want to get married. And she was looking for a stable environment right. with me and him. But because of his worldview, okay. stability was not important to him. And I'm not going to fault him because at this point, I've looked back in my life and said, people are dysfunctional for reasons. Yeah. Okay. So however he grew grew up, whatever helped him with his worldview to be what it was, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it wasn't a good thing, apparently. No. So he took me out the house. And once in a blue moon, he would come by, take me for ice cream. And kids have this concept of, wow, ice cream. I don't have to do homework. I don't have to do chores. I can (laughs) go out for ice cream. So you're going to, that's your happy place. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know you're being, you're being given these chores and and doing your homework so you can develop into being a better person right right you don't know that all you know is he's coming for ice cream yay so that's right he took me and never brought me back home Hmm. and when he never brought me back home i was like okay well i guess i'm going to spend the night at his house right right so i'm with daddy and we're gonna have ice cream and ice cream never happened I start seeing that we was going down these pine streets that start turning into dilapidated buildings and mm. abandoned cars and oh, wow. people looking like Frankenstein as a child. Yeah, you know, wow. they're looking scary because they're looking really bad. Yeah. I don't know they're on drugs. I don't know anything about that. I don't know they're alcoholics. I don't know anything about that. All I knew was I left one environment, which was clean and wholesome to me, that, that I look back, mm-hmm. into this dark, dark place, even though it was daytime. Yeah. But the spirit of that place, as I was going into, I felt a heaviness. And as I was feeling this heaviness, I try to make it okay because I was going to 
spend the night over his house. Maybe this is how he lives. Yeah. And when I got there, I was more of a drop off. Oh my gosh. And this was a bar lady, an alcoholic. Yeah. And um, she had psychological issues. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And one of the episodes was my first time my first day at her house after he left because see i was taught and people probably don't know what this is now but you curse and you say it's pleased to meet you ma'am you know you on your right. best behavior your right. best manners you got your best clothes on you know because mm -hmm. you're going out when you think with dad for ice cream right so they're talking and you know, I did everything that I was taught to do to be polite. And when he left, she turned and looked at me and she said, oh, you're trying to be white, huh? And then just start punching her. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So oh I was man. thinking, I didn't know what that meant. You know, trying yeah, to be white. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, hmm. Maybe I didn't curse properly. Maybe I didn't speak properly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, because now I'm putting it on me because I don't understand. So it's me. I'm doing something wrong. And of course, yeah. kids do that. Well, yeah, they, they blame themselves. They think it's something wrong that they're doing that's causing this bad reaction from you know, a parent or someone they're looking to, to take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. And all in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, what did I do wrong? Right. So I'm going in my mind thinking, well, and let me see, I'm supposed to curse you. I'm going through this in my head. Right. So anyhow, I get up off the floor, you know, and, um, she told me that my clothes that I had on, she put me in, in some some kind of clothes. Yeah. And she took my clothes that I had with me mm -hmm. and called the kids in the neighborhood. And they came to the porch and she passed out my clothes. Oh my goodness. She gave them all out. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> she gave them all out. And I'm standing there like, okay. Yeah. Uh Okay. That's, that's, I, I mean, how do you comprehend that? Right. Especially as a child, right? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And remember, I, I was. I can't comprehend it. And remember, I was timid. Yes, you were timid. I right. was very timid. Yeah, I was yeah. afraid of my own shadow. Mm. Trust me, I ran from it a couple of mm. times. <laughs> Always caught up with me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you pointed the blame to yourself. For, for all this happening, right? Of course I did. Yeah. And, and and secretly you're wondering, when is he coming back to get right. right. When is he coming home? You not knowing that this is not his home. You're thinking he's coming back home. Right. You know? And days go in, days go out. Never happens. Mm. And um, I've learned something. And that was, which later on, is that the hood is designed just to survive. Mm -hmm. 
that's it. Any means necessary. Yeah. Right. No whole bars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All that that's other stuff. Survive. You know, because in school, I ended up going to school in these places I was at. Yeah. And I was always a teacher's pet. That brought on more drama. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, your, your your students or your uh, classmates, you know, they're going to hate on that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and so outside of class, I'm sure you you felt oh, a lot yeah. of that, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and the thing is, before I got to this woman's house, before mm -hmm. he abducted me, I was an A student. I skipped the grade. Grace skip another grade, you know, sure, because sure. I was you were that smart. I yeah. was that that's just what it was. Yeah. And um I was more into cleaning up behind her and the various men coming in. Oh wow. Cleaning okay. up the vomit, yeah, cigarette butts, the alcohol, mm. that horrible smell. Yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> is basically so school was not important yeah but i love to learn but mm -hmm. it wasn't that important and um when i do when i did go to school right you know i had to deal with i'm always sitting by the teacher's desk i'm right. always given the extra things to do around the classroom right right but i thought that was how we all supposed to be wanting to learn, but I've learned not in the hood. Not in the hood. You know, I have a couple questions uh, regarding that. So uh, you, you mentioned that you were you were timid, um, and and you obviously uh, painted that picture for us um, when you were at at the, the lady's home, and she she hit you and then took your clothes. And no, she ain't hit me. She punched me. She punched. She was you. punching me. Man. My but goodness. understood so, she was going through the trials in her lifetime oh, because we're talking about 60s and 70s right right so all that discrimination was mm -hmm. festering and then here i come and not say yo gee what's up but, you know i'm yeah, i'm yeah. speaking Proper. as if i'm educated exactly <laughs> yeah yeah but as a kid, we don't know that. We don't we don't consider or or you know, we don't have that level of intellect yet to consider what this person has gone through and why they are expecting me to come across one way when I don't and I come across a different way, you know. And and so did this timid did this timid uh, uh, part of you were you timid in school? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I just withdrew mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I was afraid to speak. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't speak whatever they was expecting from me, a way to speak. I just didn't do that. I see. And I, I was polite and neat. And mm -hmm. that isn't cool when you're polite and you're yeah. neat. Because the kids are saying, wait a minute. My parents are messed up. I'm angry. And here you come. You are what I want to be. And I can't be. Right, right. So I'm jealous. A lot of that's jealousy. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know any better. So I just yeah. 
kind of checked out in a way. Well, I was going to ask you, what, what was your quote saving grace? And, I, and I'm using that term loosely because I don't want to diminish, um, you know, all of the torment and abuse that you've gone through. Um, what was like your saving grace, you know, that, that kept you interested in learning, that kept you going to school? I, I know that, you know, doing right by the teachers and sitting close to the teachers and participating and volunteering to do things to help them out, you know, um, I, I can see that as, 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 as something that makes you feel good. It's something you enjoy doing. And it's one time that no one's hitting on you or chastising you or condemning you. Um, so I was just curious, you know, what, what kept, what kept that uh, drive for wanting to learn and going to school, even though I know at one point school was not the priority for you, but you always still wanted to learn. What was that saving grace that kept that drive alive? Let's see. Hmm. I can say that it was getting out the house for one. Okay even though it was the pits on both sides of the fence mm -hmm. going to school as well as living in that house at that right, time. Right. But I was able to eat at school. Mm -hmm. I can get food there. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. You know, I yeah, can yeah. try to find ways to hide in the school, mm -hmm. you know, make sure I'm around teachers all the time. Right. You, you know, it, it was better in that one sense, mm -hmm. you know, but the most important thing was food. Yeah, you had to eat, you know? They didn't, yeah, yeah I didn't get fed at that woman's house too often. So oh my. it was better for me to go to school and eat. Yeah. And um, to be honest with you, I had to, I learned to be a chameleon mm -hmm. and to blend in with the environment. And just adapt. And just adapt. Right. Don't pick up books around people. Right. Don't act smart around people. Act dumb because then you fit in with them mm -hmm. and they're comfortable. And you're trying not to draw attention to yourself. Oh, no, 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 no attention. Okay. Yeah. No attention. Yeah. You know? Man, you know, Cece, um, the amount of abuse and neglect that that, that you've endured in, during these formative years, um, I, I can't help but but think it, it would have a hit, as you said before, on your self-esteem, on your confidence as a person, on you know, on your uh, just just your just who you are, right? Um, I don't know if there were bad like uh, tapes playing in your head, saying different things. Maybe it had a, a, an incredible amount of self-doubt that was brought on by all of this stuff. Well, it was it was fresh. Okay. It was fresh. It was confusion. Yeah. It was beginning to form my psyche. Gotcha. It's beginning to form my psyche. So. Okay. That was the beginning, gotcha. and. You know, it got so bad to the point where there was a time, it was a young boy that was staying there. Mm -hmm. And I was told he was my brother. I, I don't know, but I don't know. 
So it got to the point where they had, she was strangling him. He was much younger than me. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was trying to push her off of him. Yeah. And these people kicked in the door, came in with this chair. Now, as a kid, everything is big to me. Right, right. They came in with this big chair. They wrestled her down and they put her, which I know now is a straitjacket. Mm. And they strapped her to this, to me again, big, this yeah. big chair. Yeah. And they got her up out of there. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when the sperm donor came back. Okay. And now I'm thinking my hero's back. Gotcha. Uh, you know, he didn't yeah. forget me. Right, right. And he takes me to another house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Cece. Okay, so at this point, I just got to ask, okay? Um, I'm going to ask this question, and then I, I want to I wanna, I wanna start talking about some pivotal moments in your life that led you to transform, okay? Mm -hmm. So, so the question I have for you is, um, obviously, like I said before in my previous question, a lot of abuse, a lot of neglect, a lot of uh, just chastising, condemning, and writing off. Um, that led to a very low self-esteem, mm -hmm. low self-confidence, and so forth, okay? However, um, people can have that but still have their spirit intact. Mm -hmm. So I would love mm -hmm. for you to share with the listeners. Can you share with us the state of your spirit at that point? I hope that your listeners will be able to understand this. If they have an open mind, mm -hmm. then I welcome them to understand this. If they do not, then please look into it and discover for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is this. I always knew there was a God. Yeah. And all this time, I've always cried out to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure God was picking up the phone going, oh my gosh, again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, God, can't assist to get a break. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but so um, through all that time and trials and tribulations, mm -hmm. you know, I was realizing that that's all I had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even though that was all I had, I had that before I got taken out the house. Right. There were certain things that would go on in my life where, for example, you know, I might be lost. I might, here's one, here's one. The bully in the classroom is doing that thing that they do with, they boil their fists up and they show that they're gonna punch you in the eyes and right. punch you in the nose, Yeah. that yeah. whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And this girl must've stayed back at least 22 times because she was big, Yeah. okay? She should have <laughs> been in college by now. So, I was fearful of her, the yeah. whole classroom, but I was fearful of her. So 
I was watching a clock on the wall. Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. It's about time to go home. Tick, right. tock, tick, tock. Mm-hmm. And I start praying. Mm-hmm. I start praying. And I start praying. And I kept praying until that bell rung. Mm-hmm. I made sure I was the last person to leave the classroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And I peeked out in the hallway. Mm-hmm. I didn't see her. So I'm strolling to leave the building. I still don't see her. Okay. There's people walking my way to school, walking their way home, which is my way home. Right, right. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm safe. Right. Out of nowhere. Everything went into slow-mo. Everything around me slowed down. Wow. And all of a sudden, I heard this noise. Boom! Really? And I'm looking at the people around me. Their mouth is open. They're shocked. They're looking behind me. Yeah. So I turn around to see what they're seeing. And all this is in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. And that big girl, she hit me. I did not feel it. I didn't sense it. And when I looked at her, Mm -hmm. her eyes got big. Whatever she saw. Right. She ran. And then everything came back to normal, normal speed. And they were saying to me, did you feel that? Did you feel that? That was loud. You didn't feel that? And everybody's like, how can you not feel that? And And I said, I didn't feel it. I just didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. So I had those type of encounters. So now you understand why I held on to God, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's divine. divine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I've had encounters like that through my life. You know, even today as we speak. Sure. You know, but the thing is, it's the faith. And I'm going to tell you where that faith came from. What I believe, where I believe it came from. There was a dream that I had as a small child. I used to have out-of-body experiences and all that. But this one dream, I was falling off a cliff. And as I'm falling off the cliff, I'm screaming, God, 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 God. I got all the way down to the bottom of the cliff and maybe an inch before my nose hit the ground, I never stopped calling on God. Mm. And then I just stood up and a dream went away. That right there, I believe, I believe was a test of faith. So I don't know my bloodline, Mm -hmm. you know, but I do always pray that if there's any type of generational curses, right, right. that they be null and void. 
because I know I walk it, I talk it, I breathe it, yeah. I eat it. I know there's a God because I've had personal relations. I still have personal relationships right. with yeah. God. Yeah, you pray, pray to him. To him. Mm-hmm. Cry. Even when I'm cry. getting beat down, I still cry. And the next day, I'm refreshed. I don't understand it, you know. But even though I walk still in that environment, but when I got to that second lady's house, mm-hmm. I'm already damaged goods. So she was worse than the first. <laughs> Was she? Oh my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. She didn't use her fists. She used sticks, bottles, shoes, extension cords. Horrible. Horrible. You know, she wait until you get in the tub to take a bath. And then yeah, she wants yeah. to come in there with the extension cord oh and just God. start, you know, like yeah. at a distance. Whoop out! Whoop out! Very you know? abusive. Very or when you're asleep to wake you up, you know, you're getting hit yeah. with shoes. Bah, bah, you're waking up. That's PTSD for yeah, a child. Yeah. You know, someone knock Probably. on the door and say, hey, you coming to school? We're all walking to school together. And then you get a black eye because someone knocked on the door. They call you in the room, give you a black eye and send you to school. Oh, you know, gosh. so. Yeah. And this leads up to the martial arts part. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes, thank you. Because uh, at some point, I know, you know, you 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 have to say, "Hey, enough is enough," you know. Oh, and yeah. You're getting older, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and so some of that timidness may be scaling back a little bit to where you start to make decisions for your own to to do something to protect yourself. How how did that come about, there, Cece? The people were seeing that I was getting black and blue marks, yeah. whips from extension cord that maybe didn't hit my body, but it got my face, mm-hmm. you know? So they they saw this and kids talk, right? Right? Okay, so since kids want to talk, mm-hmm. what happened was this uh, martial arts man said to me, he said, I can teach you how to protect yourself. Now, right at this time, there was a line that was about to be drawn. I was about to go into the gang. Mm, All right. Yeah. Because the gang is family. They look out for you. Yeah, you feel protected. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I just knew so I thought as a kid mm-hmm. that I would be safe there. But let me tell you, there's still rules you have to follow with gangs. That's right. So you there's follow the rules home? Too. Hello? Yeah. You know? So yeah. kids that have it good at home, I used to hear them say, oh, this is messed up. You know? I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you, you want to join the gang, but there's still rules. That's you want right. to get away from rules, <laughs> but you got to have these rules. That's right. Clueless. We're kids. (laughs) We don't know any different. They're kids. That's right. You know? Yeah. So this man says to me, and I wanted a father figure so bad, and he showed interest. So in my world, I said, yes, 
plus it got me mm. away from the bottles and the sticks and extension cords and all yeah. that drama. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh-huh. I did not know that it was all male school. All boys. Mm-hmm. Females not allowed. So you know how they greeted me. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but it was a control safe for me. Right. You know, even though they try to take my head off, you know, mm-hmm. rip every mm-hmm. part of my limbs off. But the thing is, it was still controlled. Right. Yeah. And it was better there than at the house. Oh, okay. I, I, w- I would think so. Much better. Much oh, better. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. So what type of, um, what were some of the physical and the mental virtues that this journey of taking martial arts led you on? Well, because, well, it took me on this journey of, I gave a speech one time and it was, you can meet God any place. Right. Sure can. You can meet him in a crack house. Mm-hmm. You can meet him in the bar, in a strip club. You can meet him in the darkest and darkest of your depression. Right. I met him in the dojo. In the dojo. Very in the nice. dojo, which is a martial arts school. Yep. yep. And in that time, there was no safety gear. There was no headgear, no hand gear. Right. If you get knocked out, they step over you. And when you wake up, you just get back in line. That's it. Wow. Yeah. 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 That was real training back then. Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Navy SEALs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, they kept it real. You know, I said, hey, Mm -hmm. uh, because out there in that world, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not going to sugarcoat it. Right. No. No, No. There won't be no pads in the real world. No. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, right when I was about to make that decision, mm-hmm. God sent this man and said, no, you're going that way. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. So I got into the dojo mm-hmm. and every day was a three hour training every day. Wow. That's a lot. That's a grind. That's a grind. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is through that grind. God made me not to break. Made you not to break. Because I didn't know what was coming down the path. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. So I was taught how to work under pressure. Very good. Yes. I was taught to quiet the mind. Very nice. I tell the mind where to go. It doesn't tell me. My spirit tells the mind where to go and what to do. Right. And the body obeys. Yes. There's no such thing as my body being in charge. The body is dead. Right. It's dead. It just mm-hmm. follows whatever I say mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And in that training, remember, I believed in God. Yeah. So when their foot was on my back and telling me to, to push up off the ground, inside, I'm asking God for help. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
it's like hey, he's everywhere you can talk to him anywhere like you said right yes yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like a dojo also, i know i know it's like also yeah. when the military say hey when you in the foxhole and they're shooting at you and there's bombs going off there's a god then isn't there you know oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right so that Man. that was one of the things that um it just the the training the development of the mind mm-hmm. and i was doors was beginning to open even more so for me Beautiful. in a spiritual realm yes yes but I did not know how to handle it. It was a little too much for me. And let me give you an example. I am, I'm taking a walk somewhere. Well, I was in a drill team. I put myself in a drill team and I was going to drill team practice. And then I get surrounded by these, these guys, kids with kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just stood there quietly. And when they started, I finished. And I just walked off. Mm -hmm. You know, no fear, no nervousness, no, none of that. Because when you really train and you become fine-tuned, there's a whole nother dimension. Well, I believe that's where I was walking into. They call it enlightenment, I believe. Yes, enlightenment. That's enlightenment. That's that's where I was going. And um, so, did the world appear different to you? And it was very different. Yeah, and the way you responded to different things. Let me give you an example. In high school. Okay. I've seen girls get their back cut off cut up because the girls wanted to steal their sneakers and just Mm -hmm. just stupid stuff but anyway yeah yeah. I was told that one of my cousins you know when you're kids you call each other cousins and sisters yeah you do you know we did growing up yeah 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 you know Mm -hmm. oh your sister's in the cafeteria she's about to get into a fight Mm -hmm. and so I'm walking towards the cafeteria and when I turned the corner, yeah, there had to be at least 20 or 30 girls walking my direction, coming towards me. Right, right. And as they're coming towards me, they open up and the girl in the middle has a knife. Mm. But when she saw me, she was shocked. She put the knife away and they all just walked past me. So I was seeing things that was like that, but at the same time, I was just so much in peace with that environment. Even in my home, that last time when she tried to hit me with a broomstick or something, I just walked in the house. So that was her MO. She just liked beating you, whatever she can find. Right, right. So I snatched it from her. And I just walked past her into my room, closed the door. Hmm. You know, those days were now over. So the fear was stepping aside and stepping in its place 
is the sense of calm and assurance, it sounds like. Because in the martial arts world and, and the way I was trained, mm -hmm. you face your fear every three hours you're in there. Right, right. I mean, you have to go through the crying. I can't do it. You have to go through the I'm sore. You have to go through that journey. And something you said before, my journey was the path. I love when you said that before, you know, when we talked oh. earlier. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and, I, and, I'm a big believer of that. Yeah. Yeah, because it carried into my adult life with the trials and tribulations that I've been through. Beautiful. You know, yeah, but yeah. I did carry in my adult life. I carried low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And a strong, strong codependence. Gotcha. You Got know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was constantly still being abandoned. But God was trying to get that out of me. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's a journey. You know, it, it's a process. It's a journey. Not everything is going to be solved in no. one commercial break. <laughs> one commercial break. That's exactly right. You know? So, so now we're in adulthood for Cece and, 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 and what's going on in the life of Cece? I mean, I know God is, uh, uh, God has been, and still maybe still is working on you when it comes to the codependency, the self-esteem, uh, 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 those types of feelings and issues. Uh, what, what's, what's, what's in Cece's world today? Well, before I speak about today, let me go mm -hmm. back to when I had that codependency. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whoo. You want to be loved. Right. You drop your bar. You take whatever comes. Yeah, yeah. Just so you won't be lonely. Mm -hmm. You think nobody's going to want you as you get older. I was going through such codependency yet my career on the other end wasn't you know picking up yeah very i was getting awards and you know and all this other because i thought i had to prove myself right you know but because i had the skill level at the same time it was just natural for me to do 110 percent yeah i i that's what you do 110 i didn't know anything about doing 20 or 25 i right that's not how i was built right right so I'm going to tell you how the codependency got broke. Mm. My mate, they got a job in another state in Virginia. I was still in New Jersey. So I said, okay, I will come there. Not that I will come there, but we'll get a place there and... Mm -hmm because of my position, I can take off and go, mm -hmm. okay? Because I had that type of rank. And then I found out that they didn't want me to come there. After we paid for everything, all yeah, my yeah. stuff is there. I'm right. sleeping on a couch of a friend's house until my orders come in yeah. that I can transfer down. I went all the way from a captain all the way down to an officer wow. because when I got the call that they don't want me there 
any, they don't want to be with me anymore. Yeah. And they had everything I had. Mm, I so wow. I caught a ride and went down in. Mm-hmm. And I was just about to get promoted again. And mm-hmm. I gave that up because of codependency. Right, right. I went down there, dealt with all that drama, wanted to commit suicide. I was drinking myself crazy. Mm. Um, I was a hot mess. Mm -hmm. I was a hot mess. And I I don't know if you saw that movie by um, Whitney Houston when she took all the clothes and was going and burning them, you know? Yeah, I did see that one. Yeah. That was me. (laughs) That was me. But when they said Uh, they was coming back home. Yeah. I didn't have a job at this time. Mm-hmm. I just went on impulse down there. Mm-hmm. Okay. My transfer did not come in yet. Right. And the only job that was open was an officer. I see. So I had to go all the way down. And that was like two months later. Meanwhile, the rent is due. Yep. Phone bills is due. Yep. All that's going on. And I'm there by myself. Mm-hmm. So when they was, cause I, I, I was still in the Bible. I got in the yeah. Bible, me and my bottle. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking and praying. I'm drinking and praying, mm-hmm. praying. And then God sent someone to the house. I didn't even know them. They was a friend of mine from high school. Yeah. And she would come and she would just sit with me. Nothing said. Sometimes she would just come and just sit. And that was such a blessing. Mm-hmm. So, but when they did come back, it was, you sleep in that room, I sleep in that room, that whole big thing. Right, right. But when I wanted to commit suicide and I wanted to get rid of them as well, and I was going through all of that, it came to the point where after I stopped binging with the alcohol, yeah. and that woman, I can't remember her name, when she took me outside for the first time, it was like a vampire. I couldn't handle the light. It was too oh, bright. Right, right. You know? Yeah. But I wasn't broken. I still wasn't broken. There you go. You know? That's right. That spirit we were talking about. But after I came yeah. up out of that mm-hmm. and I started moving around, mm-hmm. that's when all that codependency stuff, I was through with it. Washed I away. No longer will I be codependent. <laughs> And depend on someone else to make me happy. Right. I don't think so. No, no. Man, beautiful, beautiful. Man. Cece, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the vivid picture you painted uh, walking through uh, those dark days of codependency and how you broke it, right? So, uh, man, thank you so much for that. So, so, so what's, what's going on today for Cece? Wow. Well, today I am working on being a Christian coach Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to help people find a way. Very nice. You know, because like I said before, you can be in a crack house and find God. You can be in an abusive relationship and Mm -hmm. find God. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where you are. Okay. That door still can be open for you. Yeah, you know, I, uh, my pastor would say just the first part that you said, it doesn't matter where you are. Uh, he, he, would, he would say that part. And then the second part would say, 
he would say, because he is everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right? So it doesn't oh, matter yeah. where you are, because he is everywhere. You know, and yeah. uh, and and as soon as you said that first part, the second part just kind of popped in my head, thinking back to my pastor. But um, <clears throat> but but yeah, I mean, you're so a Christian coach. A Christian coach is uh, you're helping people in despair um, to to understand that that God is wherever they are, mm-hmm. and 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 He is the way. He is the way. Asking for guidance asking for protection and healing right i mean um can you name one or two types of um uh, uh approaches that that you that you help uh your clients with when it comes to you know um whether it's finding christ or just just reconnecting with christ or is it a little bit of both well working in a lot of prisons and jails yeah okay i have been surrounded by all kinds of people because I've worked in the belly of the beast. Yes. Okay. And a lot of the people will wait for me to come in. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was counseling. Well, I don't want to say counseling, but coaching back then, right, right. you know, but they would actually line up and wait to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And I would speak to them by first respecting them, right. respecting where they are, mm-hmm. letting them speak, letting them tell me where they're hurting at. That's right. Having that listening ear. And then once they say all this, I would have, I asked God from spirit for a spirit of discernment. Am mm-hmm. I being played? Or is this real? Beautiful, beautiful. You have to have that discernment. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in a belly of the beast. Hello? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, your heart's in the right place. You have the best of interests, you know, and your intentions are as good as gold, but you still have to have that discernment. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I agree. I I completely agree. The spirit of discernment. Awesome. I'm sorry. Go ahead with your strength. Well, one example would be someone have came to me mm-hmm. and told me that uh, that they wanted a sex change mm-hmm. and that they've been their their father was a pastor mm-hmm. and the uncle mm-hmm. and they would have sex with him oh my God. and they was passing him back and forth and pimping him. Oh, horrible. Horrible. But the thing is, no one goes to the psychiatrist. They're coming to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I listen to them. And because I understand what it's like, that's why I'm on this podcast to talk about my past. Yeah. I understand what a lot of that stuff is like. Because it was the prostitutes that helped kept me safe on the street from the pimps. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So I'm not going to turn my nose down because God can work anything, anytime, anywhere. God's not in the box. Okay. Yeah. Not in the box. Right. right. So when they are telling me this, 
they would say, you know what? I never said this to anybody before, but for some reason, I feel so comfortable. I can just talk to you. And I know that when you open a can of worms or a box Mm -hmm. and you only have so much time to deal with so many people in the jail or the prisons, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to close that box. Well, sure. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would wait. And then, you don't you don't want other inmates to think they're snitching. Right. No, you don't. You know, so Mm -hmm. you take that time and you try to close it up. And then you see them again. And then in time, you're getting enough data and you're getting enough information. And God would say, tell them this or tell them that. Right. You know? Right. And I would say for one person, like I said to this guy, I said, this is what you want to do. And I understood why. Right. I understood why. Mm -hmm. So I led him into a prayer. With my eyes open, of course. <laughs> yeah, discernment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he started to weep. Mm. So I said, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to have you escorted to medical. Right. So you can have that space. Right. right. And we'll get together again. So the next time I saw him after that, they felt refreshed. Good. And they start saying, you know what? I don't know if I want to cut my body up like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they say, okay, mm-hmm. you just start talking with them. Right. And you're listening. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging them. No, no. I'm loving no. them. Yeah. And you gave them that space too. Yeah. 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 I tell you, Cece, I mean, that is... And, and 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 I'm just saying this from what I how I put two and two together um, when it comes to a Christian coach with God working through you, okay, and giving you that gift to be approachable and easy to talk to for those inmates. That's God working through you to do that amazing work, and 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 I have to I have to totally commend you. For, for doing that. And again, being in the belly of the beast to your point, okay, but through the faith and grace of God, you know, you can weather that storm being in the belly of the beast because yes. it's worth, it's worth the salvation of these people who are going through such despair. That That's what it sounds like. Cece, you are doing amazing, amazing work. And I would love the listeners to, to, to know how to connect with you or learn more about what you do. How can, how can, they, how can they connect and learn more about Cece Owen? Um, my email. Okay. Antio speaks okay. at gmail.com. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm going to make sure and leave that email address uh, as a direct link in our episode show notes. Uh, so that they can contact you. I know a lot of listeners out there are going through some very, very dark times. And some of them may need to, you know, be reconnected or recommitted to Christ, you know. And so uh, I, 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 with your background and your skills and your experiences and your journey, uh, I'm hard pressed to find a person more fit. So, uh, (laughs) so, so thank you 
thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, CC. I really appreciate it. You okay. have you have you have been the embodiment of what the true essence of the road to rediscovery is about. Okay, having those adversities on your journey. Um, those adversities are the journey. They're part yeah. of the journey, right? Yeah. And then you're learning from those adversities. You're growing, developing yes. yourself, and what you're doing to help others going through those dark times, applying what you've learned through that rough journey, right? And, yeah. and that's what you're doing. So I want to thank you once again for being on the show, Cece. I want to thank my husband for putting me out there because he's the one that's been putting me out there saying, you know, you need mm -hmm. to do this. You know, don't be so quiet. Do it. <laughs> well, I want to thank your husband, too. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to go into a segment I like to call Three for the Road. And Three okay. for the Road, CC, I'm going to ask you three thought-provoking and random questions that I'm going to try to uh, encourage you to answer in five words or less. Five so words or less. Yeah. You think you may be up for it? All right. Let's try it. All right, each question, the answer to each question, five words or less, these are custom questions for my okay. guests. So no get no two guests get the same question. Okay. All right, so question number one for three for the road, here we go. What is a martial arts proverb? And if you don't have one, you can make up one. A proverb that refers to confidence know thyself know thyself love it look you have words to spare <laughs> all right all right so question number one flying colors beautiful all right number two if each wood block okay and i'm metaphorically saying like in martial arts you have wood blocks that you chop and so forth if each wood block represented something you had to chop through in your life what would be the words on each block. And I'll give you five blocks. They would be control mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Or so, yeah, because someone else gonna control you. If you don't control you, so control right. yourself. Okay. You want me to have three, five? You want five? Yeah, each each word or each block has a word on it. Okay. And, and, and you're chopping through that block. Control yourself okay. right now. Okay. All right. That says a lot. That says a lot. All right. Um, number three to top us off for three for the road, CC. This should be fairly easy. Fill in the blank. I respond to abuse and torment with patience. Patience. There you go. And now you're at the age and the intellect to consider and understand what that person is going through and what they're used to, right? And, and being from, you know, trying to put yourself, I mean, that's empathy, putting yourself oh, in someone else's. Oh, home. that's right. Because kids act out. And if you never grow up emotionally, adults act out. It's that little kid in them. Yeah, yeah, it's the kid in them because they never learned, you know? Yeah, beautiful. Well, that's three for the road, Cece. Oh my gosh, you, you've done great. It had words to spare. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's beautiful. Cece, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. It was so great having you. And I'd love for us to stay connected. I truly do. And, and maybe in a few months, maybe we have a sequel episode to see any new, any, you know, for you to share with us any new, uh, any new work or new projects, Okay. you know, that you're working on for the listeners. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. You up for that? Yes. All right. Fantastic. Awesome. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And as a quick reminder, please remember to subscribe and download the Road to Rediscovery episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Lisbon, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Also, if you want to have VIP access, advanced notifications of upcoming episodes and guests before they're released, then you're going to want to join the mailing list at roadtorediscovery.com. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com. We're all roadies on this journey of life, and it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.